Talks Bus. Are you ready to organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book? It's time to write your book. Welcome to the Right Hour Nonfiction Tips from the Right Coach with Joyce Glass, where you can learn the business and craft of writing. Welcome to episode 502. Last week we talked about Amazon ads with Chris O'Byrne, and if you missed it, make sure you go back and listen. Every author needs to create a book marketing plan, and Amazon ads needs to be an important piece of that plan. Today, Susan Neal is going to share her book marketing plan. She sold 5,000 books last year when she self-published. That is tremendous and above the average. Susan Neal is an author, speaker, and certified health and wellness coach whose background in nursing and health services led her to seek new ways to educate and coach people to overcome health challenges. She's the award-winning author of seven books and multiple DVDs, CDs, and decks. Susan's mission is to improve the health of the body of Christ. Make sure you check out the show notes. You'll want to save them to Evernote or print them out. Susan shares an easy-to-follow book marketing plan, and it will help you sell your books. Well, I'm excited today to have Susan Neal with me, and she is a writer who is also very much into health and Christian yoga. So I'm excited to hear what she has to tell us about um, Susan, so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Joyce. You're welcome. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a writer and a little bit about you yourself. And how did, how did you get on this journey? Well, um, I'm, I'm an RN and I have a master's in health science, but for like 20 years, I was a stay-at-home mom. So Back in 2007, I I was writing. So 12 years ago, I was writing. And I was writing um, a Star Wars Bible study because I would watch these movies with my three kids. And, and, you know, it's so much good and evil. So I could always bring out something about the Bible. So I was writing on that, piddling with that for years. Um, But it wasn't uh, until 2013 that I got really serious. My kids were getting to be a little bit uh, older and I went to the Florida Christian Writers Conference and that opened me to the world of writing. And it was interesting because it was like the closer I got to writing, the further away I knew I was from being a good writer. (laughs) And that's kind of like my journey was with God. The closer I got to God, the more I was tainted and knew I was not worthy. So those, those journeys were interestingly parallel. Then in 2014, I got serious. Okay, I'm going to write my book, my first book. It took me two years to write it. And what was really hard from 2013 to 24 was figuring out my genre because it's like, oh, I could have written the Bible study on Star Wars. I could have written on parenting. I could have written on Christian yoga because I did that. I mean, I was like, had so many different genres I was interested in. Mm-hmm. 
but I chose the one that I was doing on a daily basis. I went to my church and I taught Christian yoga and I titled my book, Scripture Yoga, 21 Bible Lessons for Christian Yoga Classes. And so with this, um, I, I published it, I self-published it, and that was in 2016. I reused the pictures and created a second book, Yoga for Beginners. Mm-hmm. And so I got both of those published in 2016. 2017, I began publishing even more. Fun, fun. So you've been a busy girl and you have won some awards for those, correct? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. So in 2017, um, I wrote Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar and Carbohydrates, and it won the CELA Award at the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference. Yay! And yeah, that was last year. After that, my I sales. I remember that because, uh, you know, for those that don't know, we go to this conference together and we actually got to meet each other this time. So, but yes, that was great. Yes. And then this year, um, I won another award for a book I published last year, which is the sequel to my seven steps book. And it's called Christian study guide for seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates. So it won the director's choice award at the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference. So that was just last week when I was with you there. Yes. I probably need both of those. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Sugar have a great relationship. We like each other a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. So, but I'm not, I have kind of way, way, way back, but I'm sure there's more I could do. So, but anyways, we'll talk about my issues later. (laughs) But tell us a little bit about how did you market these books? I, I learned that you have some strategies that you have used and they have really helped you to be successful and selling your books. Yes. So I published seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates in December of 2017. And I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do for the whole year of 2018 is I want to write one guest blog post, one magazine article, either online or print and be on one podcast every month for 12 months. Mm -hmm. So that was like my overall marketing strategy. Now I was able to meet it for the guest blog post in the magazines. I didn't meet it for the podcast, but I probably did um, like quarterly. Right. So this year of 2019, I've made up for it and I've been um, interviewed on 20 podcasts in the first six months of 2019. Wow. So am I number 20? Or 20? <laughs> I think you are. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> Awesome. That well that that is a great plan because I think that's where a lot of writers realize or don't realize they, they miss the boat that connecting with other people and getting in front of their audience and obviously you want their audience to have some kind of similarity or connection to what you're doing then that is a great way to grow your audience because then they get to hear you with somebody else. And it's that whole third-party validation thing. Oh, Joyce brought this lady on, Susan Neal. She sounds really interesting, and she does da-da-da-da-da, and she did this, you know. And for whatever reason, it's not a gimmick. It's proven it works. (laughs) 
and you know, how many times have you told a friend or a relative something and they didn't listen to you, but then somebody else tells them the same thing and they, they'll go, Oh, well, that's a good idea. Yes. <laughs> and you're over here going, I said that, but because they, they know, know you, it's harder for them to take you as seriously as somebody else, you know? So what it, it is, what it is, but yeah. So I like that. So podcast, blog posts, and um magazine articles that is that's an excellent way to do that and for those of you that that the magazine articles and even blog posts i mean well blog posts you can search online and find blogs for that but for the magazine articles i did do an art a podcast with michelle medlock adams i'd have i'll have to look and i'll put it in the show notes which podcast it was but it was about uh freelance writing and because she has done a lot of that. I don't know if she's doing as much of that now, but she has done a lot of that in the past. And part of that is her marketing strategy too, how she grows her business and has grown her business. So excellent, excellent idea. So what's another one? Well, um, you just have to, you just have to figure out, you know, for me, it was easier for me to get onto magazine articles or guest blog posts guest blog posts with someone I knew Mm -hmm. or even a podcast. Mm -hmm. So to be able to do that, you know, you've got to figure out how to find these. Okay. For um, the magazine articles. Yeah. You can go to the Christian writers market guide or the market guide, but you don't always get in the same with podcasts. So uh, another thing to do is to cultivate relationships when you go to writers conferences. So I try and get to know as many people as I can and look at their card or whatever. And do they, you find out, Oh, they write a blog or they do a podcast and you find out and ask them about it. And then you ask, you know, well, uh, would you be interested in um, me writing a guest blog post or interviewing me for, um, you know, your podcast? And, and you could tell a little bit about yourself. So you find people that way. And then the other way is when you're going to these writer conferences, you want to look and see who the editors are for magazines. Right. Do your research. Look at what they have. Come up with ideas for um what you might, you know, want to write on. For example, last year at the Blue Ridge Conference, I met with Susan Reichardt, who is the editor for Southern Writers Magazine. And so, you know, even though I'm healthy living, I said, how would you like an article, how to sell a thousand books in three months? And she's like, that sounds like one we would like. So since January of this year, I have, um, I've been on in, in their magazine, um, the summer will be the third time. So, and it was just from me, you know, making an appointment with her researching and pitching to her readers. You want to pitch to their readers. You want to pitch to the listeners. So even though I'm healthy living, I'm here talking to you about your listeners who want to know how to market their books. Right. Because you've done it and you've done it well. So exactly. So it's being smart with your marketing, but how many of my listeners might also need some help with their healthy living? So you never know. There's always that crossover and same with the Southern writers uh, magazine. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who like, Oh, she writes about that. That sounds interesting. And they go look you up. 
So, but let me tell everybody something that Susan did very well. When she sent me an email asking to be on my podcast, she stated, you know, I've been listening to your podcast and I left you a review. What podcaster out there is going to turn you down unless they're just plain rude? I left you a review. That's like gold, you know? (laughs) So that's a smart marketing technique. You are helping them so they can help you. And that is, that's gold. And um, so uh, do you mind if I put your email in the show notes so that a screenshot of that'd be great. Okay. Oh, that would be great. Because it was very well done. It was very well done. She had showed me what she had done, what she's written, how she could um, help my, my reader, my listeners. And so, you know, I like that. And it was, it was great. And so then I sent her, I have a link where I, I have my guest podcast people who want to be on my show, a link. And they answer some questions. And in that, she gave me some more information. And that's how we came up with this topic for, for today. So be valuable to someone else. That's the key. How can you be valuable to someone else? And it may not be your exact topic, but it, you still can, like, she, like she, she's done, you can relate it in there to my listeners. But my listeners also may need some healthy living. Who doesn't need that? <laughs> you know? we, right. we, all, we all need that. So I love that. So you had the, um, the guest posting the podcasting and, and what else, what are some other things that you did? Okay. So like I wrote, um, I wrote a con, I'm a contributor to the right conversation, Edie Mailson's blog. And so I recently, um, wrote a, um, article for her and went and went through some different ways that we as authors what we need to do to market our books well number one when somebody goes and they're going to look for your book they're going to look at reviews so you need to get a book review team and what I do is I try and get this group of people uh in before it is ever launched and I I try and get them the book beforehand give it to them a month you know give them an advanced review uh, copy give it to them a month ahead of time so that and then ask them within the first two weeks that it is up could you please write a review so you want to get book reviews and then you want to keep asking for book reviews. For example, if you get positive feedback from people, mm-hmm. then um, go ahead and ask, you know, ask back, you know, oh, well, I'm so happy, you know, that you, that it benefited you. Would you please post a review or would you mind posting it on your Facebook page? with a picture of the book and you or a picture of the book and a recipe. Cause there's 50 recipes in my seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates mm-hmm. book. So, you know, you want to keep thinking of ways, you know, to, to market and to get book reviews and it doesn't hurt to ask. No. All we can, no. all I can do is say no, you know? Okay. Right. So, and, and that, and for those that are, and most of you should be writers that are listening to this, um, book reviews are the same thing. Like I need podcast reviews or my podcast. It helps grow your listenership because people, A, they look at them 
and they'll decide whether or not they're going to buy the book. If there's 50 reviews that say this is a piece of crap, most people are not going to buy the book. But if you have 100 reviews of glowing, you know, this helped me and I'm healthier and I'm happier and whatever that happened to them, then that's great. And I think the, the same thing about the marketing on, the, on Facebook. That is key and huge too because, you know, then it's not – it's not contrived. It's they are out there going, this helped me. And this is the book that helped me. And this is how it helped me. Or I love this recipe out of this book um, because I've been learning to eat healthier. That is excellent. I love that. Love, love, love that. So tell me then what um, is another strategy or is there any more about the book review we need to know before you go to the next thing? Um, well, I would say um, marketing via social media, but with social media, you want to add value. So out of your five, out of every five posts four, you don't want to be anything about you. You want to benefit your listener, your reader. And then one time it could be about you, about you're on a podcast or, you know, this is my book or, or whatever it may be. Right. And then what I do is like every time someone friends me, I go and look at their profile and, Oh, this is a great example. Okay. I looked at uh, this profile and, uh, and this person was Dr. Shan Hussein and he has a podcast and I saw, Oh, he has a great podcast. Okay. So I went to his podcast and then I direct message, you know, checked it out and I, I would have been a value to his listeners. And so I direct messaged him on Twitter, you know, because I, I don't have his email or anything. I direct messaged him. He direct messaged me back. Yes. I'd love to have you as a guest on my show. Mm-hmm. So it was via Twitter and, um, I had another friend that she has a, 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 excuse me, she ended up having a guest blog post I didn't even know about, but I saw on Twitter she had a brand new Christian book that she had just launched. She didn't have many reviews, so I was encouraging her. I got a copy of the book. I wrote a review for her, and now we're like really good friends. (laughs) So you you meet all sorts of people through social media. So check out their profile, see how you could benefit their audience. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, get in front of a totally different audience that people would find out about your book. You know, it's not that you're just pitching, oh, my book, my book, my book. You're providing value. And also just FYI, I have a book. If it interests Mm -hmm. some people, wonderful. If it doesn't, I hope I have helped you to learn how to market your own book. Right. Because with marketing, you know, many times it's not that you're, that you have low sales, that it's a bad book. It's because people don't know about it. Right. That's the key. If they don't know, (laughs) they're not going to buy it. So, and if the more activity you keep going like that, and you need to treat marketing, and, and I see that you've done this. You need to treat marketing your book as a part of your writing business. And it, it does take time, but if you set aside that time, it's worth it. And I know many people are probably groaning and rolling their eyes and going, oh, I don't want to market. Well, sorry, if you want to write books, 
you're going to have to market. Whether you traditionally publish, self-publish, it doesn't matter. You have to market your own books. And because um, traditional publishers aren't or not doing what they used to do because their budgets are cut and they don't have the manpower to market books like they used to unless you are already, you know, an Oprah or a Warren Buffett or a John Grisham kind of person, you know, you're not going to get the same kind of care. So you need to, that's why you get to learn these skills. And this is a good way to start. And Susan has great techniques that you need to dig in deeper. And I'm, I'll put a little more information in the show notes um, about this too, so that um, I want you to listen to it, but then you can also read it in the show notes so that these tips that she's giving you, you need to take serious and do it and it will really help. So we've got book reviews. We've got um, talking to other people and through their blog posts, podcast and magazine articles. What's another way? Um, is developing a media kit and you, with your media kit, um, you need it. If you are going to pitch to newspapers Mm -hmm. And also it's very beneficial with podcasts. Mm -hmm. So uh, for example, um, I need to um, tell my newspaper that I write this down on my to-do list is that my newspaper needs to know that I just won an award. Yes, you do. You know, because yeah. And and they've already um, done some other things for me, but, but they, um, I had an article, it was last summer. So now it would be this summer and they have a faith section. Okay. So with faith sections, they're always looking for something. So this is an award for my Christian study guide book. So this will be, you know, perfect to let them know about. Right. You but, let them know about the award and the book and then perfect. And so what a media kit is, it's like every year you you grow and develop and you learn new things. And last year I attended the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and I met publicists and I met um, media specialists and branding specialists. And so um, I hired someone to help me with my branding and with my media kit and creating a media kit because I was like, what? is in a media kit. <laughs> well, um, media kit, uh, is it, it, <clears throat> it's a, um, it's a one sheet and it includes your book cover, a description, your bio, a headshot, any book review comments, any press release quotes, like, you know, that was in the, the newspaper from last summer for one of my books right. and interview questions and answers. Mm-hmm. So it looks beautiful. It's professionally done. What I do is I hire someone from Fiverr. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com mm-hmm. for under $20. And they put together the beautiful um, one sheet front and back. And then you can attach that and send that in your email. Or I, if you're going to a large newspaper, what's best is to put it in Dropbox and then attach it via Dropbox because that prevents any type of viruses. Right. You know, when a new paper is going to be opening up a lot of different um, documents. Right. Awesome. So, and for those that don't know, 
uh, explain a little bit what a one sheet is because some people may not understand what that is. Okay, so it's very visually appealing. So one sheet can be just the front page, but for this, for your media kit, you, you probably have a lot of content. So up at the top, you know, you would have like a picture of your book and then you would have, um, you know, the back cover description below that you would have a picture of your headshot and then your bio, mm -hmm. you turn it back around and you would have interview questions they would incorporate in there a quote from the newspaper. And then um, maybe at the very end is a, a book review comment. Mm -hmm. And so this is very visually appealing. It looks nice. And for this big podcast tour that I've been doing, of, of booking 20 podcasts in six months, I had to prepare for it. And my preparation was, to get my beautiful, my website up and running and beautiful. And it's an author website. I used to just have christianyoga.com. And last fall, I expanded to Susan, you is an umbrella, Neil, N-E-A-L.com. Mm -hmm. Take a look at it. Right. it um, it's like a very up-to-date, visually appealing, lots of photographs, Lots of free content um, to get people on your email list. Right. Uh, very um, beneficial to the viewer. It's like, how can I help them? When you create this, you want to create it from the perspective of what can I give them for free? How can I help them? I even have in there, like on one of my um, pages, like the first chapter of each of my books. So they can read the first chapter for free and see if this is something that would benefit them. Right. So I did my media kit and I did my new website. Then in preparing for my podcasts um, or, you know, in preparing for magazine articles or what, you know, whatever, if you can leave a review for someone is I did what you, you said, Joyce is I, I listened to their podcast, I wrote a um, review for them, and then I emailed them and included this content plus any awards that my book have won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that helps because that shows your credibility, that shows that you are paying attention and you're not just, hey, I want to be on your podcast, can I? You know, there's a, <laughs> there's a professionalism to it. And it yes. shows, it shows, and and people will pay attention to that. So that is excellent. And so then um, we said and we already talked about social media a bit, a little bit, didn't we? Right. So I would say awards. You awards. want to put your books in contests because uh, if they win awards, then it's another opportunity for you to go to the newspaper. It was, it was last year, last May, when my seven steps to get off sugar and carbohydrates at won first place in the CELA award surprised me. It was by the grace of God and my great editor. I have a great nonfiction editor, Janice Whipple. <clears throat> and so it won. And after that, it sold 400 copies per month for like over six months. Wow. That's great. And, so, and because you were telling people that it won award, right? I was doing all of this. I was doing, you know, all of this, but I was able to add the award. And so my book ended up selling 5,000 copies in 14 months. That's excellent. That's excellent. Because do you know what the average is? Have you heard? 
like 2,000, 200, what? 250 <laughs> in a year is what the average is for most right. people because they're not doing that kind of marketing usually. Or it could be the right. book. Who knows? But typically, if I had to guess, most people, it's the marketing because I know many writers, it terrifies them. And it's not my favorite thing to do either, but it's something you've got to do, you know? So yes. that's that. I love that you have done this. So, um, I, I plan on creating a course now for all of you out there. I'm going to create a very simple marketing course because at the Blue Ridge conference, I'm just like telling everybody how to market their book. So I'm going to create a course. Awesome. It'll be on my website. Awesome. Well, I'm creating a course on how to write the book. So then they need to go to you to how to market the book. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so that would be perfect. So let's review real quick. So first you said what part of your marketing plan was, uh, what would you call this? It, connecting with influencers, I guess is what I call it, where you're doing the magazines, the post, the blog post, and the guest podcast. And yes. I think that was a very reasonable goal too, to do one of those each month. That's achievable. That's not something that's going to stress you out too much. And then the next thing then you said was the book reviews. People have to have a, and some people call that a launch group. Um, were they a part of your launch too, or was it just strictly book reviews that you had people do? It was part of my launch team. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and if so it's so, good to have a launch team as well. Right. And if you're not sure what a launch team is, essentially it's just a group of people who agree to help you um, launch your book and you give them things to do leading up to the launch so that there's this buzz going around and it gives some energy to the launch. And then on launch day, they're all, you know, posting and sharing and things for you too. And typically you give them, you know, things, certain things to do each day or each week to help. That, that's what, um, do you know a Blythe Daniel is? I think you Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I took her book launch class and that was, she talked about book launch cause she just recently um, launched a book too. And so that's what she was talking about. And so, and she had someone helping. And typically if you can afford someone to help you run that or, you know, a friend, help you with that because there's a lot of moving parts to a book launch. It is good to have some kind of help with that, even if it's just somebody who's kind of managing the group. But if you have someone who can actually do that for you, that's awesome too. So book reviews, the influencers, and then um, the media kit, which I think is key. And I will list out on the show notes, the things you say to include in the media kit. So people you don't have to be, if you're listening and you're driving, you do not have to write this down. <laughs> Just go to the show notes and they will help you with that. Um, and, and if you would like me to provide one of my um, media kit one sheets, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. I think you sent me one. So I, I can, you care if I put Perfect. the link to that, you maybe just put the yes. link to it and then that sure. way they can pull it up and download it if they want. Um, and then let's see. And then just being on social media and asking people on social media to do things for you too. If they, if you get feedback from somebody, request them to do that. That's great. I mean, you can, I think, I don't know if you've ever done it, but I think you could even do a Facebook post saying, Hey, if you love the book, 
please share a picture of you in the book or how, how it helped you or something like that. Did you ever do anything like that? Yes, absolutely. All the time. Anybody who gave me feedback. Yes, I was yeah. asking them, please. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if, they gave, if they didn't give, even if they didn't give you feedback, did you do a post just sharing out there generally saying, hey, um, if you like the book, share on social media. Um, I just let people share if they chose to. But if, if I had some kind of interaction with them and they liked the book, then I asked them to. Okay. Be great. Yeah. Either way, ask them either way. It's what I, I, cause what's the worst thing to say, right? Is no. Right. Right. Does not do it. And if they don't, that's fine. That's, that's totally fine. So I love this. And I love what you have done and you have accomplished. So Yay to you too. Thank you. Give you another yay for your award. Um, awards because you won last year and won this year. And you. you know, I this I mean you're doing this just goes to prove that writers can learn this. Um, did you find this hard? Do you have any marketing background or where did you decide to start doing this? I have an MBA, a master's in business administration, so it came very natural to me. It just was like part of it. And so, I mean, if you have a book, how are people going to find out about it unless you get it out in front of them? Because it's just hidden away. You know, right. it just really is. It is. You, you have to not be a secret writer. <laughs> if, unless that's, if you want to be a secret writer, that's one thing. But um, most of us don't. <laughs> so if you want to do that. And there was one other thing I was going to ask you, but I don't remember right now. So if, um, so which, oh, I'm going to hear this. Which one is your favorite strategy just that you actually enjoy doing? Which one was your favorite? I'd say podcasts. Um, I've, I've found it to be highly uh, um, effective with achieving it. Once I got my technique right to where I am benefiting them. I'm not just sending this, you know, query letter that doesn't, you know, I make it personal, mm-hmm. you know, I do a review for them. And so then I got really positive feedback, like the guy, Dr. Um, Shan Hussein from Nottingham, England. It's like I was on this podcast yesterday. It's like unbelievable. Now you are international, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I think I really enjoyed the podcast and I'm, I'm fine with uh, speaking in front of people. So it, it came very natural. You know, I got a really nice blue Yeti microphone because I knew for six months I was going to be uh, doing this. And so from this point on, you know, maybe I'll do a couple a month, maybe not 20 loaded up in six months, but I made up for last year. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and that's huge. And I love that you mentioned about Twitter. That was one of the things I was going to mention. Don't be afraid to Facebook message somebody or Twitter direct message or even Instagram because it just depends on what their medium is. Um, And for those of you that are curious, you will find me on Facebook more than you'll find me anywhere else. I like Instagram, but it annoys me too. (laughs) I don't like you can't share things and you can't have clickable links. And it's just like, what's the point, you know? So, but anyways, and obviously I'm not in their most, um, used demographic, shall we say, (laughs) 
it's usually the younger ones. But anyways, don't be afraid to message people and ask them. And if you're not sure if that's the best way to contact them, you can always say, hey, would you, is it okay if I send you a message here or would you prefer that I email you? And they'll tell you, go ahead here or please send it to my email. And they'll tell you, because I've had that happen with, with people that I've been trying to do things with too. And you just be professional is, is the key. So how, um, what is your main way of contacting influencers through email? Is that how you did that? Yes, it's um, Susan Neal, N-E-A-L, at bellsouth.net. And also on my website, um, I do author coaching. So mm -hmm. specifically, like if you're having a hard time figuring out your genre or marketing, right. and that is Susan U. Neal, N E A L dot com forward slash author coaching. Okay. Well, when you were contacting people, though, did you use the did you use their email to contact people, or was it how did you find out their emails? How did you find people to connect with? What was your easiest way? I guess. Well, you know, through networking, when you go to conferences, other people that you know, I would ask people, like I asked my, um, my uh, editor, I'm like, do you know anybody who has a podcast? And she's like, oh, yeah, I do. She's in my church. Let me give you a link. And she has a really big podcast. So, awesome. um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's that way. It's your networking. It's all through also through professional organizations like I was in ASA which is Advanced Writers and Speakers Association so I went there mm -hmm. and I looked to see if anybody had um, a podcast or blog or whatever and then I would find their email via there right. so um, the other thing I used was called radioguestlist.com and that is a nine dollar a month yeah, radioguestlist.com is a $9 a month subscription to find podcasts and radio shows that are actively seeking um, guests. And what was that link? So, radioguestlist.com. Radio okay. So they are actively seeking. It costs $9 a month. You get 40 um, potential shows, and I'd say probably four a month probably 10% for a month are applicable to me. Okay. So you really need to get out there and hustle and find, okay, is anybody friending me? I mean, you could go to LinkedIn, you know, and type in podcasts or, you know, to be able or guest blog posts to be able to find different places for you right. to write. Yeah, LinkedIn is another great place. And one thing that I have done too is, just go to the you know iTunes podcast online and put in the different topics. Like if you want to talk about health or writing or whatever and see what podcasts are out there, then the real joy is you've got to click on the link and make sure that they're still, because some of them they're out there, but they haven't released anything in a year. So, you know, don't mess with them because <laughs> they're not going to help you. Um, but you, you want to see if they've released recently, then go to their website and typically there'll be something on their website, which I'm bad. I need to put, I keep saying, I need to put something on my website for guests too. Um, but contact them. If there's nothing on their website that says, you know, this, I do take guests. Uh, and obviously you'll listen to them if they don't have guests and 
then don't bother with them that they don't do guest interviews. But then have email them or if they've got a contact form on their website and ask them, you know, hey, do you take guests and send the, the email similar to what I'm going to show you with um, Susan and offer any value to them. And it, for the first email, it can be short and simple and what, what things you can offer. It doesn't have to be super long. And then when they come back and say, yes, I w- that would be interesting, then you can come back with some more information, you know, or they'll tell you their process, whatever their process is. So that is great. I love that. Thank you so much, Susan. I know I had forgotten yeah. about that radio guest list. And um, something I learned at Blue Ridge with the class that I took this past time is that uh, she said that when you go into iTunes and let's say I look up um, yours, the, uh, you know, the the right hour Hour. and then you're, and then um, you look it up on iTunes and underneath that it's going to have other podcasts similar to that one. Right. Yep. And so then if you've been on a podcast or, you know, this one's similar to what genre would be applicable to you, that's where you can find other ones. Yes. That's a, that's another excellent thing to do. Definitely. So it's one of these things that you need to take some time, you know, once or twice a week and be looking things up and then sending queries out to people to see if they, that you could be on their show. So definitely. So the last, well, there's two more questions. Tell us a little bit about your writing time when you write your books. Do you have a consistent time you write? Do you write daily? What worked for you? And what are some things that didn't work for you? For me, um, I used to um, work as an executive at Mayo Clinic, and we did some kind of a a quiz, and you uh, came up with your most effective time that for your body, you are like sharp and up. And for me, it was 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. So that is my writing time. If I am in writing mode, I write every day or five days a week from that time. And I just say to myself, okay, you can do your marketing from eight to 10. You can answer emails from three to five, but you, you know, you can check your Facebook then, but they're in this 10 to two, you know, the phone is off, no social media, and you are going to write. Mm-hmm. What works for me is I read what I wrote yesterday. So if I wrote yeah. 1500 words yesterday, I read what I wrote, I edit it as I go along, and then I start writing when I'm writing for that day. Because that gets me in the frame of mind of what was I writing yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I try and group my writing into like, like, for example, a large time period. So, for example, in February, I had to write um, 4,500 words to be able to go to the Florida Christian Writers Conference and have those words edited by a critique group. Mm -hmm. So the month of February, I wrote and wrote, and I ended up, like February and March, I ended up writing 14,000 words. So I got a a third of my book done because I was dedicated with that. I sent it to my editor. Something else that's very important is finding, at least for me, finding a professional editor that you work well with. And how I found mine is I went to the director of a writer's conference. I went to Eva Marie Everson and said, I need a nonfiction Christian editor. Who would you recommend? And she has an editing service. So she knew exactly who to recommend because she had critiqued some of my writing. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
in April and May, I was very much into, okay, I'm going to this conference. I need to get my book proposals done, one sheets, yada, yada. I did not write them. But June, starting next week, June, I hope to get another, you know, 10,000 plus words done of my next book that I'm working on. Awesome. So in, in June from 10 to 2, I will be writing. Awesome. That's great. Well, in case you didn't know, I edit too. That's part of my coaching services. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. To yeah. So all my, all my clients, they, they get coached and edited. So they get a, um, a double whammy. Um, oh, fabulous. And I'm part, um, therapist too. <laughs> Cause, you, Cause if, if you've worked with an editor at all, you know, you've got, sometimes you've got to help people work through their fears or their struggles with writing. And so that, that becomes part of it too, which I enjoy. I mean, I enjoy cause I love encouraging, helping people. So that's wonderful. And yes, I am with you hundred percent. Anybody's listened to this podcast for any length of time. They have heard me say, you need an editor what and if you can't afford anything else, you need to afford an editor, <laughs> you know, because that that's key. And like I was talking with one of my clients this week, he was struggling, and it's like because he's not to where he wants to be. He you know he thought would be further along, and I'm like, this is the foundation of your business. He wants to have a business out of this, and his book is kind of his launching off. And I'm like if this is the foundation of your business, we don't want to just rush through this and get something out to get it out. You want it to be professional. So taking the time to make sure it's done. Cause I mean, tell them the difference between your book before and after an editor. How did it? Oh, it, 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 it will, first of all, it grows you so much because yeah. Yeah. Uh, rearrangement of words or just techniques or grammar. I mean, it, it's just so much. And so initially I needed really more developmental editor with structure and stuff. And, and now it's more rearrangement of sentences and incorporating um, better words than, than I, you know, could come up with. So it, um, yeah, when I was at the Blue Ridge Conference, one of the, I mean, the Tyndale publisher read a page and he's like, I like your writing, put it down and <laughs> there we go. And it's because it had been professionally edited. Right. right. It just, it makes a difference. It really does. And, uh, you know, I knew, I mean, I know for me, all of my clients is helped them so much and they, they learn so much too, because I teach them. I don't just edit it. I tell them why, you know, okay, we're, I'm changed this because, or this sounds better because, or you rearrange this because, and it helps. And then they learn. And so their first chapter, their last chapter is so much better than their first chapter. And their last chapter is much easier to write than their first chapter because they've been working with me all along. And now they know a lot of this. And so it, it's not that big a deal. All right. So tell us what words of advice or encouragement do you have for new writers or someone who maybe is just struggling to write their book? Well, you, you have to start somewhere. So just start with what you know. So for me, it was scripture yoga. Mm -hmm. It took me two years to write that book. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> two years. Hey, it took me four, my first book, but there was a lot going on then too, but I totally get that. Yeah. Right especially with when you have a family to take care of. Right. So, you know, different seasons of our lives. 
But um, my third book, it took me four months to write and one month to publish. So mm-hmm. what a difference from two years to four months. Exactly. Yes. When you know what you're doing. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes, it really is. Awesome. Yeah. So, so you can do it. Just start writing. Just start writing. I think that's yes. great. That is awesome advice. And that and that's what I, I, I sent an email out to my list today. And that was one of the things I was like, you know, write and keep writing and then you'll figure it out. So, so you can do it. Just start writing. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Susan. I appreciate you being on the show today and I hope you have a wonderful afternoon and I will be sharing all your wonderful goodness. And so definitely let us know when you have your course ready too. So love to help. I sure that. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Right Hour. Are you wondering how to start your writing journey but feel overwhelmed or confused? After taking four years to write her first book, Joyce completely understands. She created the four steps to the right book to help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. She shares tips on the writing process, and you can download the writing planner to track your progress and create weekly and monthly milestones to complete your book. You can sign up for the short email series at therightcoach.biz. That's T-H-E-W-R-I-T-E-C-O-A-C-H dot B-I-Z. Or go to the link in the show notes for the podcasts. You can sign up on the side pop-out on the computer or on the phone It's a blue bar at the bottom that pops up. You can also go to the bottom of the homepage to sign up for the four steps to the right book. Don't let fear and overwhelm stop you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.